From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And I'm Gordon. And this is the best beer show on the internet. And there's just silence, all right. The American Homebrewers has a lot of support in home brewing and home brewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. You can click on the referral link at the bottom of our homepage and join today. I also want to give a big shout-out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoppenbrill Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Sinson, and Phil Feldman. If you if you would like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios, uh, or click on the patron link on the bottom of our homepage at studios com and become a patron today. All right, Brian, what have you been up to beer-related lately, my friend? Well, I went to a, a heavy metal show at this bar called The Amsterdam in downtown St. Paul. Oh, nice. And they have a lot of metal shows there. Yeah, they do. Which we got to talk off mic. There's a, yeah. beef, a beef metal show that I was thinking maybe you might want to go with, uh, to with me, Absolutely. Gordon. And... Uh, they have a bunch of Belgian beer there, and they had a Heineken draft. And I don't know, I was looking at this big list of beer, and I was like, whoa, cool, you know. And for some reason, I, like, panic ordered and ordered a Heineken. And the guy poured the Heineken and swiped the head off with one of those Heineken knives. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. So, yeah, that, basically. But I thought we wanted bubbles. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, if it's overflowing, then no. Uh, That's true. Um, But anyway, yeah, that. Gordon. Not a whole lot. Um, Yeah, I've got really nothing exciting. Okay. Unfortunately. All right. That's Work fine. stuff. That's about it. Um, I went up to the North Shore. Uh, you know, the did the whole uh, Minnesota North Shore thing. Um, did a couple of on a diving trip and uh, stopped at Castle Danger Brewing. Duh. Uh, in Two Harbors, had a few delicious beers there. Uh, they had a couple of loggers that were fantastic. Don't pour your beer on your computer. That's sad. There's any beer left in there? Oh, okay. Well, and that's not really a computer. It's a tablet. Oh my god, nerd, <laughs> nerd! What's a Um, but yeah. Uh, so did that, and then on the way home on uh, Saturday, we uh, stopped at Figger's uh, Brew House and uh, had a delicious hamburger and some beers. Figger's, Figger's. We stay uh, in at Duluth. Figger's a lot. Yeah, they have like this whole complex, including a hotel. People be shopping. People be shopping. Uh, yeah, so just kind of a Minnesota beer weekend, I guess. Up north. Mm. All right. Well, uh, we have a delicious beer to try. Uh, Brian, you want to open that up? Uh, what, what's it, what's going around right now? It is the St. Bernardus ABT12. So it's uh, Abbott 12? Big-ass Abbey beer. And I'm going to try to extract the cap. Carefully, so that I can take it so home and keep it. And keep uh, yeah, it. so the uh, St. Bernardus Abbott 12 or ABT 12 is Ooh, yeah. uh, widely regarded as one of the best beers in the world. It is therefore no surprise that it is our brewery's flagship beer ranked at the very top of the St. Uh, Bernardus beer hierarchy. It is brewed in the classic quad style and adheres to the original 1946 recipe. Uh, this is a dark beer with robust head that is ivory in color. Um, it's a quad, uh, 10%. Um, recommended. <laughs> 
<laughs> Talk <laughs> about bubbles. I pour, I barely poured the goddamn thing. Well, it's been sitting out since for a minute. Well, we're supposed to pour it between 8 and 12 C. Yeah, so it's probably at where it needs to be. So, Brian, this is how you pour a beer. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you guys. <sighs> um, shelf life, uh, four years in the bottle, one and a half years in the keg. Um, and yeah, and this is a bottle uh, courtesy of listener Tyler. So thank you, Tyler. Yes, Tyler Romanski. Don't pour it all, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not shocked about it. Just kidding. This is like this is kind of right up your alley, isn't it, Gordon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got that going. Uh, this is, I mean, I it's ruby, like ruby red. Like you get those beautiful reddish highlights in there. Oh yeah, and it's not too um, murky. We've got a little bit of clarity going. Uh, khaki head. Nice tight bubbles. Those are going to stick around for days. It does have some of that like bladdery. That bladderiness. Bubble situation that we talked about last episode. That maybe become from your massive nucleation points that you created when you agitated the <laughs> shit out of the beer. You know, you're a nucleation point sometimes. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Aroma, um, spicy, fruity, like a lot of like that dark fruit note. Raisin, a little solventy? A little bit solventy. I don't, I don't get any solvent. I get the raisin fruit, bready. Yeah, all that, but yeah. Uh, solventy, or like also then there's like kind of a mineral quality I'm getting too, but I mean, it's an Abbey 12. It's not going to not be hot. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, dude, the house is hot. <laughs> Sweet. It is hot to trot. I wonder what the, the numbers on the back of the bottle mean. We've got 8325, if it just means. Uh, those are your next uh, first three lottery numbers. Sweet. Good idea. But yeah, on the back, it says, well, you said eight, what, six to eight C, or fi- this is showing some person pouring it into a chalice on the back of the bottle that at 52 to 56 degrees Fahrenheit. All right. And there's a very jolly monk. Ooh, with a medallion. I understand why he's so jolly. This is very good. Um, yeah, flavor wise. I mean, it's sweet. It's a little, uh, you get a little bit of that alcohol note. Um, but, man, it's very dry, light-bodied. A little spice on the backside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, um, dark fruit right up front. Yeah, do we know, is St. Bernardus, are they a Cistercian? I don't remember. Monks, are they, is, they, they're the, uh, that seal is not on here. Yeah, then, then it's not, they are not Trappist. Um, so they're not Trappist, we know that. Were they, I wonder? Hmm. It's definitely possible. Oh, this is a f- fucking cool beer, though. It is very good. Fantastic. Hmm. All right. Should we dive directly into our discussion topic? Yes. All right. So this week's discussion topic, um, every year, long-time listeners might know, I host a Lord of the Rings marathon. I have dubbed Nacho Day. The Lord of the Nachos. Lord of the Nachos. Um, and I was, you know, looking for show ideas and stuff, and I was like, man, you know what? Let's brew a beer for the Lord of the Rings marathon. Let's figure let's figure that out. Let's figure out what would a good Lord of the Rings themed beer be. Let's name it. Let's make it. Um, and style wise, so I I did a quick Google search, right? 
and I found some uh, beer references from Lord of the Rings. Um, I mean, from the movies, you have Gimli on the way to Moria. Soon, Master Elf, you will enjoy the fabled hospitality of the dwarves. Roaring fires, malt beer, ripe mead off the bone. Right, so malt beer there, right? Uh, yes. Green dragon, you, uh, like, so then at, towards the beginning of Fellowship, you have uh, the hobbits and the green dragon uh, singing the song. Um, Brian, do you want to sing the song? No. <laughs> uh, I can't either, but you can search far and wide. You can drink the whole town dry, but you'll never find a beer so brown as the one we drink in our hometown. You can drink your fancy ales. You can drink them by the flagon, but the only brew for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. <laughs> um, and then in the book, you have the poem, uh, Merry Old Inn. There's a, there is an inn, a merry old inn, beneath an old gray hill. And there they brew a beer so brown that the man in the moon himself came down one night to drink his fill. And it goes on about uh, how the moon got, or the man in the moon got too drunk and then had to go to bed. That old son of a gun. But, yeah, so it's a lot of references to, um, like, brown ales to, um, like, just like, drinkable beer, quaffable beer. Um, except the dwarven one, I'm assuming, is a barley wine. Uh, yeah, I'm, I would guess. Uh, but brown, so British Yeah, so I, brown beer. I immediately went to uh, BJCP style 13, which is brown British beer. Yeah, well, like, you remember Fat Tire was, like, a big-time craft beer? What was mm-hmm. that? It was a brown ale. It was a brown ale, basically. Yep. But... In the B for the BJCP, they they kind of group brown British beer, so they group dark mild British brown ale and your English porter all together in thirteen, which is you know that's it's interesting that they put the porter in there because porter's kind of a different it's 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 close enough, but they all have these same like long histories and. This section 13 kind of describes more of like the modern version. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if you wanted to make them less modern and, you know, you could you could carbonate them to cask strength and use like a cask conditioning ale or something along those lines. But they all three of these styles that I mentioned have like similar flavors and um, balances, but not because of any like common ancestry. Um these are all like low to moderate strength beers. I would like imagine that they'd be a li- like the dwarven one would yeah be a little bit stronger um, if you know dwarves were real. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> instead of just short Scottish people, but these they, what these beers do have in common is that they're generally like multi balanced beers. Yeah, and, and they quaffable. have yes, very quaffable and have. British ancestry. So there's there's not really, like I said, no historic relationship to these. Uh, none of them evolve, have evolved into each other uh, or were a component of one another. Um, the category name was never used historically to describe the grouping. Um, just brown beer is, you know, it's just brown beer. Just brown beer. All right. So if we were going to design a... A brown beer to serve at a Lord of the Rings gathering. 
Um, I should probably bring up Brewfather, huh? Yeah, bring up Brewfather, and I can blabber for a minute, but British mild and pale ale malt are probably what you would want for your base. So what is, what is like, what are the best, like, British pale malts? I mean, like, you have Golden Promise, you have Maris Otter. Yep, and that's pretty much it. Anyway, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You have Crisp. Northern Spring Pale from Muntins. I'd say, like, Crisp Pale. Crisp, yep. Um, And then, you know, your Caramel Malts. But I would say there might might even be smaller amounts of, of like, a... Like a darker malt, like chocolate or something, to give a little bit more color and maybe like a nutty character. Because I would say like a brown ale, always. My thinking is that it want you know you want it to be a little bit nutty too. Mm-hmm. And then you know as the yeast kind of plays into it, we we've got just a a silly amount of like English ale yeast choices that. Um, you know, like I would say that yeast is, is a big piece to, to a brown ale too. I agree. You know, like your, your, your caramel malts are going to lend you like maltiness, sweetness, melanoid and caramel toffee, toast, nutty, chocolate, coffee, roast, fruit, fruit, licorice, plum, raisin are going to be your yeast choices. Um, these things need to be finishing in between, like like when we we say, well, let's cut the balance between sweet and dry. Um, darker malts are obviously going to be more of a roasty or like a dry feeling finish. Um, also, your your English shells are are going to attenuate pretty good. So low to moderate bit bitterness. We want to balance, but not overpower. If we're making an American brown ale, yeah, throw a bunch of sea hops at it. Let's get let's get that rocking, but not not in this case. We don't want anything overpower overpowering the malt. We want fruity esters, moderate. Uh, this is one where like a smidgen of diacetyl is okay, but we want it to be like, oh, is there diacetyl? Yeah, no. Um, so. We're probably talking about, uh, uh, where am I? I scrolled. Sorry. So more low gravity. That's where I was going with this. So you're more, you know, you said quaffable. That's what you mean. You mean like 3.2%, 4%. Some versions are stronger, like four plus. Um, And we'd probably push that more into like an export category. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, festival, seasonal, special occasions. And so if we were hobbits, we might make a 3.2 version, but for festivals, we might make a 4% uh, version and maybe ser- serve it on cask. Um, th- this is like, there's such a wide range of Im- interpretations. Um, paler versions do exist, but like e- these are pretty rare. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know. And I really do think this is probably a pretty darn simple recipe here's what i have so far while you were talking mm-hmm. um 95 percent uh maris otter yep uh four percent drc oh. mm-hmm. um and then one percent uh baird's chocolate okay for an english brown ale sure 
thoughts? It's a little different than what I just totally typed up. What did you type up? What did you type? Uh, 76% Maris Otter, 11% Crystal 45, 5% Brown, 5% Tortified Wheat, 3% Pale Chocolate. What's the wheat doing there? Uh, I'm sure there's a reason. <laughs> Gorgor wants head retention. <laughs> yes, that's why I put that there. Not on a website, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't see the. I don't see the. Like, I'm. I'm willing to change mine. I just like. I love DRC. I could see drop the weed out and maybe more Marisada. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, you want old Bry's malt bill? I do want old Bry's malt. Old bill. Bry's malt bill is six pounds of Maris Otter, one pound each of Brees Victory and Caramel Twenty. Call it a day. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Which which probably pushes it more like it pushes a, it more into the bitter or es yeah your ESB. ESB. But I don't know. Like I'm thinking. This is more of a malty, bready beer, and the hobbits want, like, you know, like a plate of mushrooms and salty pork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, what are you doing for hops? I just straight EKG. Okay, okay. Um, Gorgon? Well, oh, no, like, well, when? I'm yeah. Uh, yeah, no, just uh, just a 60-minute 60, 60 edition, uh, about 25 IBUs of EKG. Gorgon? I'm right there with you. Okay, I'm going to go with an ounce of Goldings at 60. Um, yeah, yeast? Uh, I mean, really any English strain. Um, I, I like the London, because we did London Ale. London Ale's good. Um, there's an English, uh, Y-East uh, 1768, their English special bitter strain I like. Um, That's a good one. You could use 1056 or 1272, but I think that's probably too clean or neutral. That's going to be too clean. You want some of that, like, that Englishness, that those, those, like. Could use 1098, but I think that the hops would probably dominate too much, and it'd be, it'd be pretty dry and crisp, which is fine. But I think we want, if we want this more malty, bready, we don't want to eliminate that with 1098. So mm-hmm. there is a, a good flocker, uh, what is it, Y-East 1335. Uh, that Thames Valley strain, I think, is under. Oh, there you go. You underrated. Call. It's probably for more like bitters, rich, complex. Uh, what else? I have a whole list. I mean, there's like there's tons. There's Yorkshire Ale fourteen sixty nine. There's Whitbread ten ninety nine. There's you could even you could even ferment this out with British Cask ten twenty six PC. Oh, there you go. Um. Your your ten twenty eight would probably work great. Thirteen eighteen is a workhorse and is a good one for house strain. If, you know if you're consistently making that type of beer. Um, man, there's a Ringwood eleven eighty seven. There's the, the list. There's a lot of options, on, and these on, are all on. gonna play with it slightly differently. Yeah. And so yeah, I guess it kind of depends on what you want to go with. Like if you want something like a sweeter brown, I'd go with mine. Um, Gordon's. Uh, what was your recipe again? Uh, right, While you're looking that up, uh, if you go with Brian's, you're going to get more of that quaffable bitter style Mm -hmm. um, where it's still going to be that right color, but it's going to be in, like, just you're going to be able to drink a lot more of it. Mine was Marisotter Brown 
brown uh, brown malt and pale chocolate malt. And I think yours kind of rides that rides that middle line, like especially if you add that wheat in there, like it's gonna give you that big head. Even though, like, if you're serving this, like they would have, you don't really want much head. Well, you can't really see through the like wooden mugs that they're drinking out of anyway, True. so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think this will be like these, these will be some fun beers. Um, yeah, I'll have to kind of dig through and see what I want to do. I might go with mine because, well, it's mine. <laughs> um, but maybe I'll go with Brian's or maybe I'll go with Gordon's mystery internet beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably not going to go with Gordon's mystery internet beer. Stupid mystery internet beer. <laughs> what are you talking about? I totally made that all up on my own. All right. Um, I guess, is there anything else like, You'd want to add here. Um, I, I I'd, so water. I would uh, try to accentuate the malts um, with your water profile. Uh, kind of push it that way. Um, but other than that, I think I don't really have much else to add. It was kind of a fun discussion really, I wanted to have. So yeah, like push your brewing water more towards um, malty. It's malt heavy, so. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, guys, uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindindustudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindindustudios. Follow us on Instagram at blindindustudios. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.